Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. KCBS Radio, original podcasts. More than 60 years ago, three men imprisoned at what was then known as the Alcatraz Federal Penitentiary braved the choppy, cold, and inhospitable waters of the San Francisco Bay in an intricate attempt to escape the island. That's probably the most famous escape in an American penal history. It's been the source of uh, innumerable documentaries, the uh, movie Escape from Alcatraz with Clint Eastwood, uh, and it has the ring of just a, a great American lore. It had three convicts in the most escape-proof prison in the United States uh, disappear from inside their cells uh, and never seen again. While they were believed to have drowned, Another man, John Paul Scott, did make it to shore later that year. Police found him alive, but in hypothermic shock and unconscious. No one was able to successfully escape the prison while it was in operation, but two decades after those famous attempts in 1962, daring triathletes year after year began to make a trek from Alcatraz to San Francisco's shore for fun. From KCBS Radio in San Francisco, I'm Mallory Samara, and this is Bay Current. This Sunday, June 11th, more brave souls are expected to participate in the annual Escape from Alcatraz Triathlon. The event typically draws more than 2,000 triathletes from around the world, who are expected to do what was once deemed impossible— The event starts at 7.15 a.m. with a swim 1.5 miles long through choppy 55-degree waters from Alcatraz Island to Marina Green Beach, adjacent to the St. Francis Yacht Club. From there and after a warm-up run, participants will then mount their bikes and take an out-and-back 18-mile bike ride to and from the Great Highway. And then they must run eight miles through Golden Gate Recreational Area trails, ending back at the Marina Green. Sounds like a lot, doesn't it? But apparently it's not as rigorous as other marathons. My colleague, KCBS Radio Jim Taylor, got to hear more about it from someone who's participating this year, a man from the Bay Area named Miguel. Miguel Maddox, looking forward to this Sunday's grueling triathlon. Three things. Three things. Swimming, biking, and running. Which do you like the most? It probably changes every week. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, some weeks I'll fall into this great swimming routine where I can't wait to get to the pool. Other days I just can't wait to grab my bike. And other days 
I can't wait to go out for a run. I sat down with Jim Taylor to hear more about it. KCBS Radio's Jim Taylor, how's it going? Hey, it's going real well. It's a beautiful day, beautiful weekend ahead mm-hmm. with the escape from Alcatraz on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I, just real quick, what are some of, like, you grew up here in the Bay Area. What were your thoughts of Alcatraz growing up? Like, what, what did you think of it? What did you think it was? When I was a little kid, it was still a prison. And, and bad guys from all over the country were, were sta- stationed there. I mean, stationed there. They were, they were shoved in there. And I felt sorry for them as a little kid. I thought, wow, that must be just terrible. They can see the bright lights of the city. And there's this cold bay water swirling with sharks in it between them and the city. A guy escaped from Alcatraz and swam over to the Marina Green, ended up right underneath the uh, the Golden Gate Bridge, kind of, actually. I th- the tide must have taken him a little bit. But he got out there, and, and it was exhausted entirely, and went back to prison. But that was kind of the beginning of the end of Alcatraz, because from then on, it wasn't escape-proof, you know. And I think it spent, they spent a lot of, it cost a lot of money to run Alcatraz. All the supplies, everything had to be, you know, boated out there. And so I think it was a losing proposition for the federal government. They wanted to, to end it, so they did. But that's what really ended it. I, I remember seeing pictures of this guy shivering on the side of the bay after he'd been in the water. And he gave himself up because he was, like, completely out of energy then. And so we have the escape from Alcatraz. That was like what sixty-two ish, early sixty. Sounds 60s. about right. Yeah, yeah. And a couple of decades later, we have something called well, it was a couple of different entities, right? But then we have people escaping from Alcatraz for fun. Well, for now we do. Yeah, um, it it sounds like a lot of fun until you really get talking to the guy about it. <laughs> Miguel is is his name. The uh, the uh, athlete. Um, what do you call him, the triathlete, who uh, born and raised in, in Mill Valley. So this is his home. He was in the Bay at a young age, he says. He, he told me that uh, he would, as a kid, he would jump into the Bay, start swimming around. So he's used to it. That said, he also said that the moment you hit that water, it's like jellyfish stinging you on every part of your skin that's that the water can hit, right? It's so cold. And you're swimming as fast as you can because right next to you is a guy who is swimming as fast as he can. And a bunch of you are out there swimming from Alcatraz all the way over to the Marina Green. He said it takes about 20 to 30 minutes. And they're swimming hard the whole way. 20 to 30 minutes? It's a long time, right, to be in the water. Well, it's a long time to be in the water, but I also can't imagine swimming that fast in 20 to 30 minutes. That's right, incredible. Right? And, and you know, then you get out and you get on a bicycle and you pedal for, I think it was about 18 miles they pedal all through the Presidio. Anyway, they pedal, they pedal for a bunch of miles all through the Presidio and, and uh, then get off and run as fast as they can uh, up and down uh, Golden Gate Park until they just collapse in a heap. So many iconic areas, so many iconic landscapes in one place to be swimming and biking and running. And the first thing I think of is like being in that salt water and then getting on a bike. I mean, what are some of the most difficult besides the the jellyfish sting like cold water but you know people you've talked to maybe over the years or from Miguel like besides that what's 
probably the most challenging part of this process. It, you know, it's endurance because they've got to keep it up the whole way, the whole time. You're, you're going as fast and hard as you can the whole time, which is in a period of about two and a half hours. Uh, interestingly, he said, Miguel tells me that there are other sports, endurance kind of multi-sports that you can do that are maybe a combination of biking and riding or swimming that's different from a triathlete thing that last four hours. And so he said, this is not bad. This is like about half for me. This is no, no, no problem. And I'm just like amazed. I'm looking at this guy who is so cut and, and young and healthy. And he's got his, uh, he's got his shades on from Koo. That's one of his sponsors. I wouldn't throw that out there normally, but triathletes don't make a lot of money. They make nothing. But if you're going to do that, you've got to travel, you've got to train. Somebody's got to, like, help you support that. And so uh, whether it's uh, some sort of uh, gear that he, that he runs with or, or whatever, he's got some shades that are very fly. And, and uh, I could see myself in them, you know. They're, they're very cool. So that's the name of them, and, and he's, uh, he's happy to be a part of that. But it's also uh, significant, I think, that, that uh, he's given his life to this. He said, I asked him, what do you do every day? He goes, this is what I do. I train, I run, I swim, I bike. I do it every day. I do it as hard as I can. It is my life. Pretty cool. That's dedication, huh? That is pretty cool. Um, do you remember, have you ever reported on some on the Escape from Alcatraz before? No, no, this is a new one for me. So it, I'm, I'm, I'm learning as I go. Yeah. You know, it, what impresses me the most, again, is, is the endurance. What they've got to I can't believe that they go in the water which is just going to take your energy right away and and then swim and swim and swim and swim and then do some more and then bike and run it it just it seems pretty extreme to me and yet you know like we were saying that there are more extreme sports even how about that death valley run where they go like what is it 99 miles or something across death valley yeah. all kinds of ways to um challenge yourself i guess yeah. <laughs> anything else that you took away from uh miguel's interview or from from putting the story together what's kind of cool is that miguel is uh he actually has a, a similar travel to mine born and raised in the bay area uh went to new york for a number of years and now he's back and so you know me too i said hey um what's kind of cool i thought is that he's got uh, he has a fiance and he and jenna have a, uh, a YouTube site that uh, they share all of their training kind of adventures. She's a real uh, outdoor athlete as well. And so they do a lot of their training together. I thought it was significant that he, what he does is a very solitary sport. Yes, people go out there and do it together at, 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 during the race, but you train by yourself day in, day out, over and over again. You're there with your thoughts. And I said, That's, that must be really something. He goes, yeah, but I got a fiance. <laughs> and she's right there with him doing a lot of the same stuff that he's doing. So he said, while it is solitary, it's also a shared experience. So kind of cool. Love that. Thank you so much, Jim Taylor. You bet. Thank you. To hear Jim's interview with Miguel, tune into KCBS Radio at kcbsradio.com slash listen or on the air at 106.9 or AM 740. You can also head to the podcast on demand section on the KCBS radio website or listen on the Odyssey app. For more Bay Area stories, subscribe to Bay Current on the Odyssey app 
or wherever you get podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.